hope you've enjoyed some time off. If you've had a chance to do so and, and get a, a breather, uh, it's, it's good. And uh, we're excited to be here today. We're, let me ask you a question. Do, do you remember the person or persons that shared the good news of Jesus with you? Man, I, it doesn't take me long to think about people. And, and I still know their names and, and I still can, can see their faces of people that, that took the time to tell me the, the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. I, I had a mom and a dad, of course, that, that modeled for me and, and we spoke about Jesus in the home that I grew up in. I, I remember seeing my dad read the Bible in our living room. I love that. Uh, and I remember conversations I had with my mom and her just explaining to me that who Jesus was. And it wasn't about just going to church, but it was about inviting Jesus to come into my life, right? To, to save me. I remember that. I, I, remember, I remember some of those preachers when I was a kid, right? How many of you had a preacher that man would get fired up? I mean, it was, he'd get all sweaty by the end of the sermon. You know what I'm saying? And blood vessels popping out and just, uh, I, I had, that was Pastor Stewart. I remember Pastor Stewart. I remember his son, Hal. Hal was my age, and we were the holy terrors in the church, right, causing commotion and trouble. But, but I'll never forget Pastor, Pastor Stewart's just passion to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, I remember a time we had a revival meeting. How many of you remember revivals? And they would come through town. And I remember that we had a guest evangelist, and Pastor Stewart just said, hey, listen, we're, we're not finished. It was like a seven-day revival gathering. And he said, we're going to extend this. And, and it was through that extension of the revival that my mom got saved. And I'm thankful for that, that a man dialed in and sensitive to the spirit, right? And listen, hey, we're not finished here. And I remember Pastor Ronnie Yarber. He was my pastor when, when I walked the aisle and gave my life to Jesus Christ. I grew up in a church where after the sermon, there was an invitation, altar call. And I'll never forget walking down. It was a Sunday night for me. And, and, and I'll never forget the look on Pastor Ronnie's face. I don't know if it was a, a, a just like, oh my goodness, what's he going to do now? Because there were several of those moments in my life, right? Uh, I don't know if it was like, yes, we've been praying for this wayward son to come home. Uh, but I'll never forget Pastor Ronnie Arbor. And, and the, just, our, he made a visit to my home after I gave my life to Jesus and just really began to. Do you remember the people that told you the good news of Jesus? I remember Joanne Bailey. I remember men like Mike Fisher that worked in kids ministry. Come on, aren't we thankful for men and women right now that are serving in our kids ministries here at 1910? They're taking time to, to share with boys and girls in an understandable manner who Jesus is and the difference that Jesus can make in their life. I'm thankful for youth pastors that, that took time and put up with, with shenanigans that, well, my friend's participated in going through high school and middle school years. And, and, but do you remember those people that took the time to tell you the good news of Jesus? And aren't you thankful that they stepped out? And I'm sure oftentimes that, 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 that they could have been doing other things or there were times in which maybe they were frustrated or, or upset with what was happening in their life or around, right? But yet they took time to open their mouths and share with us the story of Jesus Christ, right? Can I ask you another question today? When's the last time you had a conversation about God with someone? Can you recall that time? Listen, we're, we, we are a culture that loves to talk. We love to, 
to, to do this on our phones and send message after message after message, right? We, we do that. But can you recall the last time you had a conversation about God? You know, we talk about a lot of things, don't we? We talk about a sports team. We, we talk about the weather. We, we like to rant and rave and talk about what our kids did and the accomplishment that took place in their life. We, we talk about a promotion. Dave, we talk about retirements, right? We, 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 we like to talk, but when's the last time you shared the good news of Jesus Christ with someone? Researchers will tell us that, that Bible-believing, Protestant, evangelical people we all have a desire for other people to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. But the statistics share with us this, that only 55% of the people that attend church one time a month, only 55% or 55% said they've never shared the story of Jesus within the last six months with anyone. People that are attending, you know, and coming, we, 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 we want people to experience the good news. But 55% of the people that have attended at least one church service the last month. Well, it's been six months since they shared the good news. I don't know about you, but I really believe that if something's good, I'm going to share it, right? We go to a restaurant, we get good service or a good meal. What do we do? Man, we blow it up. We, man, you got to go and ask for this waiter or waitress. And, and we, we share good news, don't we? And don't we like good news? Is there anybody who says, no, I'm just a bad news person? No. We like the good news. We, we want to hear those things that are going to make a difference in our life, improve our quality of life, or, or something that's going to get us to the next level. We want to be people of good news. We're in a series entitled, As You Go. And, and we're looking in Matthew chapter 9 about the ministry and the life of Jesus and what he was all about. And in fact, I want to read to you, if I can, beginning in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, as a reminder, we're using this passage over the, the course of this series and just kind of picking it apart to, to really come to an understanding of what's happening here. It says in verse 35 that Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area. Don't you love that? Jesus wasn't selective where he went. He, he didn't just have favorites, you know, like, I'm just going to go and minister to these people here. It says Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing, announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. And so pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Lord, I pray that you would just use the words today to wake us up, God, to the life that you've called us to live. God, I pray that even right now you would be impressing upon us someone who, who doesn't know you as Savior and Lord of their life. And God, that somehow, Holy Spirit, you would shake us and cause us to move towards that individual to share the good news of Jesus Christ. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I love last week as we looked at the idea of, 
of being a people on the move. The word move is actually our word for the year. I, I wear a, a bracelet to just remind me. I'm gonna encourage you to pick one up, right? And if you can, just to remind you. But, but the thing about Jesus was that he was, he was so different from the other rabbis of his day in so many different ways, right? Uh, we know that his message that he was preaching was, was a different message about the kingdom of God coming, as it says here in Matthew chapter 9. But, but, but there was something different about, about Jesus also was that, that he, was, he was kind of a, a roaming rabbi. He traveled. And it says there in verse 35 that he went to all the villages and the cities, right? He traveled. Most rabbis were content to, to sit in synagogues. And, 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 and the custom was that wherever 10 Israelites lived or resided, that, that they would establish the synagogue. And most rabbis in that time, a house of worship, most of them were content just to, to preach and teach in, 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 in the synagogues. And there's nothing wrong with going to, to a place of worship in order to be taught the word of God. Nothing wrong with that. We need that. We need that instruction, much like a, a student goes to a classroom to be taught, right? We've, we've experienced that sometimes you can. And, and so we just kind of leave it up to them to, to watch it on the video. How's that working? It's harder, isn't it? And so we, we need situations and places like this, but most rabbis were content just to sit in a house of worship or in a synagogue and just teach, right? The difference of Jesus here is that, that he was a, a moving. He, 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 he roamed around and he, he went to where people were. You need places to come and to gather and be taught. But more importantly, I love the, the model of Jesus going to where people were to share a story. And, and to do what he does, to be Jesus in their situation. So he's traveling and he's going to this place. And as he's going, I love what it says in verse 30. He wasn't just going to take in the sights and sounds and give the chamber of commerce speeches to these little villages or cities that he was. No, Jesus was on a mission. And his mission was, as it says in verse 35, to preach the good news of the kingdom of God. What is the good news? Well, the good news is that heaven has come. The good news is that, that Jesus Christ has, has come to earth and, and has made a way for, for you and I to, to have a relationship with God. You see, the good news is that Jesus paid the price for, for our wrongdoings. The Bible calls that sin. The, the good news is that Jesus died on the cross and he gave up his life and he was buried just as we sang. Wasn't that new song awesome? He was buried in a grave, but he didn't stay there. The good news is that he rose from that grave and because Jesus came back to life, what seemed dead was brought back to life. That is good news for you and I. Because you and I walk around hollow. We look empty. We look dead. But because Jesus lives, that gives you and I the opportunity to be made new and brought back to life again. Hallelujah. That's the good news. Listen, the good news is a person. The good news that we should be proclaiming is the person of Jesus. The good news is not an institution. The good news is not a program or a list of rules to follow. The good news is not a program or another trip to go. The good news is a person and his name is Jesus. Are you guys all right so far? And as we go, that's what we should be proclaiming. Some translations say preaching, proclaiming. The New Living Translation says announcing, right? As Jesus went to these villages and these cities, he was preaching and teaching the good news. 
that the people who had been walking in darkness, now the light has come. Is that not, that's great news, is it not? Aren't you thankful that Jesus has come to change your situation? Aren't you thankful that, that those who are hopeless can find that hope in Christ? Aren't you thankful that despite the world spiraling out of control and chaos running rampant, that there is potential for us to still have peace in the midst of a storm? Aren't you thankful? It's a person. That's the great news. That's the good news. That's Jesus. And Jesus would step into those environments and those situations, and he would preach the kingdom of heaven. It also says that he would heal every sickness and disease. Come on, somebody. Jesus would touch those that others had, had written off. Those that were consumed with leprosy, Jesus would touch them and, and interact with them and bring healing. We read earlier in, in, in the book of Matthew chapter four that, that he was, had, 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 had rid people who were demon-possessed. It says he healed every kind of illness and sickness, right? You know, Jesus is able to step into anybody's physical predicament and bring healing and restoration. Do you believe that? Come on, he's able. How many of you have been healed by Jesus with some sort of physical ailment or what have you? Absolutely. And many of you have seen that and experienced that, right? Why would Jesus heal people? Well, he's Jesus. And that's what he does, right? He tries to take care of people and, and change their situation. But Jesus oftentimes used healing. The apostles would use signs and wonders later through Acts and throughout the remainder of the New Testament, right? Jesus used those moments to prove that he was of God. It validated his teaching and his preaching, did it not? Signs and wonders are indicators and prove who God is. And make no mistake about it, when Jesus would heal somebody, it never was about Jesus, but it was always meant to point people towards the Father in heaven. You see, that's, that, that, that's kind of a litmus test for me in our culture today when it comes to this idea of healing. Some people are just caught up and it's all about them when they, when they do things. Are you with me today? But that, you're going to find that about Jesus. Jesus did these things. The apostles performed signs and wonders, but the goal was always to validate and prove ah, that God is who he says he is. Physical healing is great, is it not? In fact, I love in the book of Luke chapter four, verse 18, I don't think you had this. This was bonus time and, and I just, I, I, but, but, but Jesus indicates and really declares that, that this is why he came. In, in Luke chapter four, verse 18, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see and that the oppressed will be set free. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for Jesus? And he sent me to declare that the time of the Lord's favor has come. That's the good news. And that was the message that Jesus was preaching and proclaiming as he would go to villages and cities and, and, and house to house and even in synagogues, right? He was healing every sickness and disease. Physical healing is great, but I'm going to tell you the greatest miracle of healing is when Jesus changes someone's heart. Aren't you thankful for that? A, hard, a, a heart that was once hardened and calloused 
and closed. Jesus is so good about taking that and softening it, making it receptive to who he is. Do you know any bad mamma jammas that once Jesus got a hold of them, they became a soft teddy bear? Come on, somebody. That's what he does. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things pass away and all things become new. Saul to Paul type experiences, right? We see it throughout scripture that there's no one too far gone in which the healing power of Jesus can't reach him. Aren't you thankful for that? Come on, can we just give the Lord a round of applause on that one? Hallelujah. Good news people. We're called to be good news people. I love this verse of scripture in Isaiah chapter 52, verse seven. It says, how beautiful are the feet on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news. What is that? It's the good news of peace and salvation. The news that the God of Israel reigns. Guys, as we go throughout our life, we are to be good news people. We ought to be announcing and proclaiming that Jesus has come and he can change your life. That's what our purpose and our goal. Listen, our goal is not to sit and soak, but it's to go and to tell. God's intention was never for us just to be content to gather in a place like this. No, no, this is a place in which you come and get encouraged and you pray with one another and you high five and see people that maybe. But then we leave here and listen, it's where the rubber meets the road as we leave today. We go to those classrooms that he sends us to, to the, the work environments. So we go to those neighborhoods in which we live. And as we go, we are announcing that the kingdom of heaven has come. Are you a good news person? Let me ask you, is there someone that you need to share the good news of Jesus with? Do, 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 do you know someone right now that, that needs to hear the difference that Jesus has made in your life? When my mom shared with me or my dad would share with me about Jesus or when Pastor Stewart or Pastor Yarber or when Miss Bailey or Mr. Fisher, when they would share with me Jesus, yes, they wanted me to fall in love with Jesus. But more importantly, you know what their greatest desire for me was? Is that I in turn would go and tell someone else what Jesus had done for me. Had my mom or dad or Pastor Stewart or Pastor Yarber or Miss Bailey or Mr. Fisher, had they just said, you know what, I'm good. Jesus, thank you for saving me. And had they not taken the opportunity to share with me, I don't know if I'd be here right now. But someone shared the good news with me. Someone shared the good news with you. Beautiful feet. Is there someone that you need to share the good news of Jesus with? Pastor, I've been sharing for years with someone that I know. And it just seems futile. It doesn't seem like I'm making any headway. I just, let me just remind you something. It's not your job to save people. It's your job to just tell them. The Holy Spirit brings the conviction in a person's life. But we have got to be beautiful feet people. We've got to be good news people that would be willing to go and engage them with the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, let me just remind you of something. 
that what seems impossible to you is actually an opportunity for God to do what he does. You know, I'm reminded of a man by the name of Noah. Noah in the Bible is, is called, quote, a preacher of righteousness. Noah lived 120 years and never saw a single convert. But he's known as a preacher of righteousness. He planted seeds and he modeled and he showed obedience to the father, right? He wasn't like Peter that preaches one sermon and thousands get saved. And for some of you listening today, you may feel like, you know, man, I've been preaching. I've been sharing the good news and, and I've been praying for God to move and bring healing in this situation, but I've not seen any results. I'm just telling you, you do what you're called to do and you leave those results up to the father. We don't save, we share. It's not our job to convict. We're called to tell. Are you with me today? You keep sowing those seeds. As you go, you keep spewing and spreading the good news of Jesus. You keep sharing this difference that Jesus has made in your life. And you leave the results up to the miracle worker. You let him do what he does. Will you share your faith? I love this passage in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. It says, if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Listen, we're, we, we, I know that a lot of people feel like faith is such a personal thing for them. I'm just telling you, you're going to be hard pressed to prove to me that, that we're to hide our light under a bush. I just feel like we've been saved and redeemed and transformed. So in turn, we can be that in someone else's life as well. Are you that type of person that is able to give a reason for that hope that you profess? Are you able to share with people the faith that you have? Are you able to share with people? Are you ready? Are you even willing to declare the difference that Christ has made in your life with someone. And I'm not talking about being loud and obnoxious with our faith. I'm not talking about grabbing bullhorns and, and, and being, you know, that person. Although we know that some Christians are. I just think that that kind of turns people off. But yet, when someone says, hey, why are you different? Are you willing to give the reason why? Or, or, or when someone says, hey, how can you have so much joy despite the mess that's happening in our world? Are you able and willing to step into that and share why? When, 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 when your life is, is under attack and there's a setback in your life, are you able to speak of and share that oh, my setback is just a setup for God to do what he does? That's what it means to be ready to give a reason for that hope, that faith that we have. Um, let me ask you this. Will, will you do whatever it takes to engage someone with the good news of Jesus? You know, one of the things I love that our creative team has, has, has resourced us with over these next few weeks is giving us some tools, some invite cards 
you know, inviting people to, to come and be a part of, of an Easter experience coming up here in a few weeks. I don't know, have you seen any of the big QR code signs in people's yards? I love it. Man, I, somebody sent me one of a picture out in, in Waring, Texas, man. There's a QR sign out in the middle of nowhere Waring. Amen. Hallelujah. But somebody's professing and giving an opportunity for people to hear the good news and come and experience that. Just simple little tools and resources to to put in your hands to open up opportunities in those doors for you. Hey, listen, I saw some political signs in your yard. Could we like shout out Jesus over the next few weeks and represent him and give people an opportunity to, you see what I'm saying there? It's an opportunity for us to learn from our rabbi, Jesus. That as he traveled, as he went, as he went from place to place, he was announcing the good news of the kingdom. He was healing every sickness and disease. Can we do the same? Would you stand with me today? And Our prayer ministry team are going to come and make themselves available this morning. Thank you for being here. And listen, we take serious this idea of praying over needs and situations in your life. Listen, we are not miracle workers. We are not healers, but we're dialed into the miracle worker and the healer. And we do believe that he hears us when we pray. And we do believe that when we pray and lift up those needs, it opens up the opportunity for heaven to step into those. And so today, if you're struggling with anything, or maybe you're watching us online right now, you can text to us a number that you're going to see on the screen, and and you can send us a request or need something you're dealing with. If you're live and with us in the house today, you can come forward today, and, and our incredible team will be here to serve and come alongside of you. Listen, can we be good news people as we go? God, that's my prayer right now. God, that we would not just be hearers of the word, but that we would be what? Doers of the word. We go now in your power, in your name, in the authority that you've given us. And we preach Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen.